Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Wax, and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Bud Steffen, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Molly, join us in a moment. Ladies, this may be the last time we can urge you to take advantage of the big money-saving sale on Johnson's 1949 Glow Coat. Right now, you save 29 cents on twin pints, 49 cents on twin quarts. But dealer stocks are going fast because millions of cans have already been sold, so don't delay. Now, here's how the offer works. You get one can of Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat at half price when you buy one can at the regular price. Buy either pints or quarts. You save 29 cents on the twin pints, 49 cents on the twin quarts. We offer this bargain in beauty because we want you to know how much better the new 1949 Glow Coat is for floors and linoleum. We want you to see how much more brightly the new Glow Coat shines, how much longer that shine will last. And we're sure you'll like it. In fact, we're so sure we make this guarantee. If you're not convinced that Glow Coat is the finest self-polishing wax you've ever used, we'll refund every cent you paid plus postage. Remember, on the big bargain in beauty, you save 29 cents on every pair of pints, 49 cents on every pair of quarts. So tomorrow, ask your dealer for the new 1949 Johnson's Glow Coat. When Ole, the janitor of the Wistful Vista Elks Club, got his eviction notice the other day, the members called a meeting and planned a big surprise for him. You take a hundred or so volunteer carpenters with tools and materials and enough cold drinks, and you can actually build a house in one day. Well, the foundations are already in, and here, getting ready to leave for the job, are the boss foreman and his wife, Fibber McGee and Molly. better get organized and get over there, Molly. There'll be a hundred eager elks on that lot by nine o'clock, all swinging hammers. Yes, and a hundred smashed thumbnails by 9.15. Yeah. Don't you worry. They can grow new thumbnails. The point is, we're going to make history. We're going to build only a five-room house on that lot of his before the sun goes down tonight. That will make history. Yes, sir. How are you going to hold it up? <laughs> the house? The sun. It'll go down around seven o'clock whether oh. you want <laughs> Don't you worry, we'll finish all right. We already got a good start. Every elk in town is helping, and boy, oh boy, will we get hungry. Well, you'll get fed, too. The ladies' club is with you on this thing, you know. Good. Tell them for once not to put whipped cream and chopped cherries on everything, will they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all bringing sandwiches, and Mrs. Kramer's sending plenty of root beer. Good. We'll set up a regular little canteen for you boys. Now, bring straws for me, will you? I can't drink out of them canteens. <laughs> Oh, they always dribble down my vest. All right, but this kind of a case... And hold out a case of root beer for me, will you? I'll get plenty dry, boss, in that job. Yeah? Have to holler a lot, you know. <laughs> Bosses always holler a lot. Incidentally, how'd you happen to wind up with that boss title anyway? Why, it's simple, kiddo. Who promoted all the lumber and concrete and stuff? Dr. Gamble and Mayor Latrivia. Right, and who supplied the nails? The hardware store. Right. 
Oh, he already owned the lot, didn't he? Right. And Conley, the contractor, supplying the tools and brought a crew to help. So? So, since everybody else has already done something else, it, and it was my original idea in the first place, it's only natural I should boss the job. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, if Lung Power will do it, dear, you'll have that house built and Ollie will move in by noon. You can shout louder than... I'm visiting at half past eight in the morning. My gosh, come in. Oh, McGee, it's the old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Oh, hi, old-timer. We're just about to leave. Hello there, kids. Where you going, Johnny? Someplace? <laughs> yep, a bunch of us Elks are going to build a house for Ollie the janitor at the club. He owns a lot, see, and we're going to... Well, you come to the right man, Johnny. I'll help you. Good. I used to be a contractor, you know. Me and Papa. Oh? He made a fortune building houses, Papa did. He'd be a rich man today if he had any money left. <laughs> he put it all into houses and lots, though, and couldn't sell them. Yeah? He wound up land poor and house broke, did he? <laughs> good, Johnny, but let's skip it. <laughs> yes, let's. I've got to finish packing these sandwiches and get them out to the car. I'll help you, daughter. Hey, did I ever tell you kids about the time me and Papa was putting up the Empire State Building and we no, were... No, and we got... No... Hey, wait a minute. You mean to tell us you and your father put up the Empire State Building? I said the Empire State Building, Johnny. Oh, steak. Packing house in East St. Louis. <laughs> There's a brick building, see? And we worked hard and ate big. We'd lay bricks all morning, eat a big batch of cornmeal mush for lunch, lay some more bricks, eat some more mush, eat some more mush, lay some more bricks, eat some mush, lay some bricks, lay bricks, hey, eat some hey, mush, hey, mush, hey, mush. Hey, hey. <laughs> love of my, get it built, will you? <laughs> so we got it built. <laughs> And kids, a very strange thing happened. Oh? Just as we got through it, it up and collapsed. Heavenly days. You mean the building fell down? A brick building? My gosh, what kind of mortar did you use? That was the trouble, Johnny. We had us a batch of mortar and a batch of marsh, see? Yeah. But come to find out, me and Papa had been eaten out of the wrong bag. <laughs> and always true to you in my fashion. Thank you.
going to be happy when he sees the new house us elks are building for him. <laughs> Hand me them blueprints again, kiddo. Look, uh, sweetheart. Huh? Everybody around here but you is working like a deckhand in a hurricane. Huh? Why don't you get up off your little fat keg of nails and lend a hand? Who, me? Do physical work? With my hands? Don't look so shocked. I've known people who did... Oh, Dr. Gamble, come on, have a sandwich and some coffee. I'm running the commissary. Well, not right now, thank you, my dear. What are you scowling at, sawdust face? <laughs> These blueprints, Doc. You see where this here mullion connects up with the stringer on the 4x4s four to support the joists where they angle into the studs above the 9x12s right over the plates there? No. You don't, Doctor? No, I can pull up a fat man's shirt and mark an X with my fountain pen exactly over his left kidney with my eyes shut. But blueprints I don't understand. You don't, eh? <laughs> well, pull up a nail keg, aspirin huckster, and I'll explain them to you. <laughs> David Chatterbox, David. That's out of my department. I'm merely here to pull splinters out of amateur carpenters who slide off the roof and help count the remaining fingers of the boys on the power saw. Some of these willing workers are pretty clumsy, aren't they, Doctor? Clumsy? You said it, Snooky. I see... Oh, oh, my God! Oh! Hey, Doc! Why is Doc? Oh, oh, oh. Somebody calling for you, Doctor. I know. That's Charlie Pitt. He's faking. How do you know he's faking? Because I fixed smashed thumbs for him twice today, and I happen to know he hasn't got three thumbs. <laughs> That's very illogical. Say, uh, Doctor, uh, isn't Charlie Pitt that tall, awfully thin man? He turned sideways to me once, and I thought he'd gone home. Yes, he hasn't much of a profile. No. <laughs> In fact, around the Elks Club, he's known as the bottomless pit. the skinniest me, aren't you, Doc Gamble? Yes, this is Dr. Gamble. Oh, yes, you mean to tell me you don't recognize the man who fixed your broken leg last February? No, the first time I saw you, you had a mask on your face. And the last time I saw you, I had just got your bill and I couldn't see through my tears. <laughs> you tell him, Marvin, I'm... Come on over and look at Wallace Wimple's head, will you, Doc? He hit himself on the head with a hammer. Heavenly day. How does he act? Well, I think he's kind of stunned. He keeps calling everybody sweetie face. Come on, Doc. <laughs> Quite a job, Molly. <laughs> it is for the rest of the men, all right. But I don't know why somebody doesn't come over here and bop you with a bundle of shingles. Why? Well, you sit there on that keg and holler orders at them, and I haven't seen you personally even drive a nail. Look, Tootsie, let's face it. There's two kinds of people in this world, workers and executives. Yes. <laughs> but it, it keeps changing, see? On account of, say, a fellow starts working as a cabinet maker, for instance. After 25 years, he's in the office, an executive. Yeah. By that time, he gets ulcers and a nervous breakdown, so the doctor tells him to quit work and take up a hobby. So he starts cabinet making. <laughs> While some other ambitious linthead starts wearing a necktie and gets his name on the door. <laughs> See what I mean? 
No matter how you're classified, it ain't necessarily permanent. You said it. Right now. So <laughs> they catch on to me, I'm an executive type. Oh, hi, Junior. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Oh. I can't spare you about a minute, Junior. I'm very busy checking these blueprints. What's on your mind, boy? Nothing. Just came over for a cup of coffee and a sandwich. Why, certainly, Mr. Wilcox. Here you are. Uh, what you been working on, Junior? The walls or the roof? The floors. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to break the old habits, isn't it, Mr. Wilcox? <laughs> well, I guess when I get into a place where there's no furniture, I just naturally start thinking about floors. Yeah. Then I think about linoleum, and then I think about the big introductory offer on the new 1949 Johnson self-polishing blow coat. What big introductory offer is that, Junior, said a little fibber? Well, it's uh, one-third more glow coat at no extra cost. And... <laughs> I was saying that this is an introductory offer so more housewives can find out what a wonderful time and labor saver the new 1949 Johnson self-polishing glow coat yes. is. Well, as soon as Ole gets moved into his new house, Junior, we'll have a... Yeah, yeah, he knows all about glow coat because he used it on the floors at the Elks Club. And the new 1949 glow coat with a new glow in this uh, new bargain offer is uh, probably the best way to get really acquainted with Johnson's new 1949 glow coat. So see your nearest dealer today. For the sandwich, Molly. I'll see you later, pal. I gotta get back to work. I gotta finish with those floors. Uh, what are the floors, Mr. Wilcox? Pine or maple? Who knows? Either way, it's oak with me. Yeah. See you later. Ain't it swell, swell the way I got these elks to turn out for this project, Molly? Strictly a McGee promotion. I do think it's wonderful the way everybody's pitching in. Yeah. You know, even Milton from Kramer's Drugstore is on the roof, and yeah, I... Yeah, he's fell off of that roof so many times he's getting groggy. We're getting the job done, though, kiddo. And when Ole sees the house, I let the boys help me... Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Eck. We're about ready to hang the front door. Do we hang the cold swings in or out? Well, now, let's be logical, Eck. Ole's not inside the house now, is he? Of course not. He don't even know about it yet. Well, then if he's outside the house, he'll naturally want to go in. So make the door so it swings in. <laughs> if he was already in the house when we hung the door, we'd hang it so it'd swing out. Oh. Yeah, if you just stop and think these things out, Eck, you wouldn't have to bother me with these trivial details. <laughs> now get busy. So many right answers from such wrong premises, McGee. My goodness, anybody knows the front door. Well, there's Mayor Latrivia. Ah, hello, Molly. Oh, hi, Latriv. Good of you to pitch in and help us, old man. Have a sandwich and a cup of coffee? Uh, no, no thanks, not yet. I haven't been on the job very long today. Oh. Had to run out to the Stitch Fate Hatchery. See you, man. Uh, but... To the what, Mr. Mayor? The Hish Fate Statuary. <laughs> Could you possibly mean the state fish hatchery, Latrice? Certainly. That's what I said, isn't it? Oh, oh, well, uh, that's quite a ways out of town, Mr. Mayor. You made good time. Oh, yes, indeed I did. 
Considering that my car broke down and I had to hitch a fish way out to the hatch fishery. Now, 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 wait a minute, boy. This manual labor has got you kind of upset. You had to go out to the state fish hatchery. I did. And your car broke down. Yes. yes. So I had to rich a hide way out to the hate stitch factory. <laughs> Here, son. Sit down on this other nail cake. That's it. Now. You were on your way out to the state hat fishery. You mean the stitch fish hatchery, that's what I said, the stitch hat fishery. That's wrong, it's a hot fish stitchery. No, 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 no. You're all mixed up, Molly. Latrivia said he was on his way to the stale fat fishery. I said I was on my way to the state fish hatchery. Good heavens. Can't you get anything right? Now, excuse me. I'm going back to work. he so touchy about. Just because his car broke down, he had to hatch a fish. Right a hatch. Snitch a ride all the way out to the hate fish naturally. Look, McGee, but he's had to hatch. He's on the Kingsman and Riders in the Sky. Cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went upon his way. When all at once somebody heard of red-eyed cows he saw plowing through the ragged sky and up the cloudy draw.
afternoon, boys. Snap in with her. Hey, Bill, get those windows hung, will you? Come on, keep them, and then try to get those windows hung. I can't hear you, McGee, with all that noise. That's okay, Tootsie. They know I'm hollering all right. <laughs> keep them on their toes. Toes are all they have left, I think. I haven't seen so many smashed fingers. No! Oh, my thumb! Hey, Doc! Where's Doc? Oh, my It's rough, kiddo. According to the score I'm keeping on this nail keg, that's none killed and 37 wounded so far. Well, thank goodness it's almost finished, McGee, and it's a lovely house. Yeah, only ought to be here any minute, too. More troops went to get him, and boy, will he ever be surprised. Surprised and delighted, and I think that... Oh, look, somebody's slipping off the roof. Hey! Look out! Hey! 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 Hey, watch it, Milt. My gosh, you almost fell on my sandwich that time. Gosh, I'm sorry, Mr. McGee. Watch where you light. How many falls is that? Five? Six, Mr. McGee. Oh. I fell off the other side of the roof once. Oh. That's why you only saw five falls. <laughs> I landed on the back side. <laughs> now, that's better than on your head, Milt. Uh, did you hurt yourself this time, Milton? Well, it didn't exactly help any. I got more lumps than drugstore gravy. <laughs> but I'm going back up there. That's the spirit. A few falls don't get us down, boy. No, sir. When I start something, I don't quit the line finish. I don't give up. I stick with it. <laughs> well, let's see you stick to that roof for a while, Milton. <laughs> yes, sir. I got tenacity. I got a backache, too. <laughs> hey, help me up on that roof, somebody. Hold that ladder. Okay. Wouldn't you like to be that young again, dearie? Uh, and that foolish? <laughs> no, sir. I'd rather sit right here. And what were we talking about when Milt lit? Well, <laughs> I was saying how delighted Ollie will be with this house. You know, I think you boys have done a wonderful thing here, McGee. Oh, well. Nothing any red-blooded American boy couldn't have done. If he happened to have the brains, foresight, energy, ambition, talent, and knew as many elks as I do. <laughs> My hero. Mm. And to think you built it without getting up off of that nail keg all day. Organization, kiddo, organization. That's the secret. A set of blueprints. Somebody to read them for me. A contractor to ignore my orders and tell the men what to do. And zingo, we a house. We'll make history with this moment. Yes, I think... Oh, watch it, McGee. The uh, Milton. Oh. Here he comes again. Not again. Oh. oh, you poor lad. you got to quit falling in the same spot, Milton. <laughs> You're getting that drowned pack so hard, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> Go back up there now, Milton. Show them, boy. When I start something, Mr. McGee, I don't quit till I'm finished. Good boy. And believe me, I'm finished. <laughs> Here's your hammer. So long, Mrs. McGee. Oh, Oh, he's okay. Hey, look. They're through. Come on. Let's look the house over before Ollie gets here. And... Hey, Conley. You all set? Yep. Just finishing up, McGee. Well, we can have it any time now. <laughs> if we had six more regular carpenters instead of those 87 assorted brother elks ours, we'd have finished sooner. <laughs> well, that's okay, boy. You were a big help just the same. I'll tell Ollie you helped me and... Oh, here he comes. Here comes Ollie. Hey, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. 
tell him. Pipe down. I'll tell him. Well, hello, gentlemen. Somebody sent for the janitor from the Elks Club, and here I am. Who, who sent? Hello, Ollie. Hello, Mrs. I sent, Ollie. On behalf of all my fellow members of the Wistful Vista Elks Club, Ollie, I want to... Just a minute, McGee. Hmm? Don't make speeches to Ollie after five o'clock. I don't have to listen after five o'clock. <laughs> almost six o'clock now, Ollie, but you see... That's used the point I make, Mrs. When Vistal Wister Elves calls, Ollie comes. But I ain't getting no wages after 5 p.m. <laughs> all right, all right, we know that. But look, this house, we built it. <laughs> when we found out you were being evicted, Ollie, I told the boys about you owning a lot out here, so we decided to build you a house, boy. Me? Yeah. You built a house for me? Yeah. Good gracious, a house for me. Oh, gentlemen, I... I... I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's all right, Oli. They love doing it. Certainly. So here it is, boy. It's all yours. Your own house. Yes, yes, it's my house? Yes, this sir. House? Yes, sir. Your own house on your own lot. Do you like it? Yes, sure. That's wonderful, McGee. <laughs> There's just one thing wrong with it. Huh? What's that, Oli? My lot is across the street. <laughs> Across the street. Yeah, sure. You poor fellas just been donating your time. Bill and Molly return in a moment. We don't know which is more important, the beauty of the new 1949 glow coat or the bargain we're offering to introduce it. Anyway, here's how this money-saving bargain works. You can get one can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, the wonderful new glow coat with the bright new glow, for one half its usual price when you buy another can at the regular price. That means a saving of 29 cents when you buy twin pints, 49 cents when you buy twin quarts. Ask your dealer for 1949 Johnson's glow coat right away. You better hurry because these twin cans are going fast. Remember, you'll not only get a brighter, longer-wearing glow on your floors and linoleum, you'll save money doing it. you finally got home, McGee. I was getting worried, but... Heavenly days, your face is all bruised. Yeah. Well, when they seen I'd made a little mistake about Foley's lot, the Elks decided to take up a collection and move the house across the street, so... So they passed the hat. Yeah, but how did you get so battered up? It was my hat. <laughs> they passed it around with my head still in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good night, all. Good Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racing, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Rub it on. Wipe it off. That's how easy it is with Johnson's Car New, the auto polish that saves you work while giving your car a Sunday shine. First, Carnew cleans your car, cuts through traffic tarnish and road film that water won't touch. Second, Carnew polishes your car, makes the whole body sparkle like new. Yes, cleaning a car can be a hard job, but not with Carnew, because Carnew cleans and polishes your car in one easy application. 
tomorrow, ask your nearest service station or dealer for Johnson's Car New. Just rub it on. Wipe it off. That's all you do with Car New. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago.